Welcome back to Beat the Good with Kate, the show that inspires each of us to see how we have the power to make a difference all around us. Each episode highlights an individual doing good in the world while following their passions, good for their own souls and for others. I get so excited about sharing each and every episode of Be The Good With You, and I hope you enjoy these people and stories. If you're new here, welcome, and if you are returning, thank you so much for your support. I'm so glad you found Be The Good With Kate and would love to hear from you. If you're finding value in these episodes, I invite you to share with someone who could also use this dose of good news, or tag me on social with your favorite quote from the episode. Every share, subscriber, review, and comment helps me to share these guests' wonderful work to more people. Thank you for your help in this. Now, on to this week's episode. Let's spread a little more goodness in the world. Today's guest on Be the Good with Kate is Maya Lombards, but she is going to say her name so much better than I am. Maya comes from Belgium and she's now living in Peru. Here's a quick little bit about her coming from her website. When Maya was 15, she was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome. Doctors told her, quote, you just have a small energy bucket and you need to learn how to live with it. She refused to accept that, though, and look for her own solutions, which led her to the Peruvian lifestyle and functional medicine. And I love this quote, I learned how to balance my Belgian structured side and Peruvian spontaneous side. I always said a mix of those cultures would be the best lifestyle. And Maya now teaches others how to find this balance. So Maya, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, It's so great to be here, Kate. Thank you. And you pronounced my name beautifully, by the way. (laughs) All right. If you say so, if you say so. Uh, Yeah, you add the the true Belgian vibe to it. So please tell people more about who you are and what you do in your own words. Yeah, absolutely. So yes, I am from Belgium. I did move to Peru. Um, I was supposed to stay for only three months, and that was seven years ago. (laughs) So I quite, I got stuck here, you know, Cusco is really my happy place. And I'll tell a bit more about that today, about, you know, that struggle of choosing between the, all the rational reasons why Belgium is a better country, first world, you know, all these advantages, whatever. But then Peru is actually my happy place. And it might not be as advanced or social security and all the benefits you get in Belgium, but this is just where I am happiest. So I learned how to choose my happiness uh, through chronic disease. That is true. Um, When I was 15, I got diagnosed with fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome, like you mentioned. And, um, you know, yeah, that's what doctors said. They said, you know, it's chronic disease. There's nothing you can do. It's for your whole life. And you'll just need to adapt to that. And at first, I was happy to hear a name. Because first I had many, many tests where people, well, doctors and specialists were like, no, you look normal. Everything's fine. And I was like, this is clearly not fine. You know, I couldn't go to school. I was walking with a cane. My digestive system was off. My immune system, you know, I got all of every virus that was going around. So my whole body just broke down, really. It wasn't functioning. And then hearing every doctor say, no, you're fine. I mean... I was clearly not fine. And then some people said, no, it's stress. No, it's in your mind. And I was the most optimistic teenager there was. So it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. And what then led you to going from your 15 to now you're in Peru? How'd we get from 
there to hear. And also if you could fill in a little bit more about how you found this healing. Yeah, absolutely. When I was about, before I got sick, so I was 13, 14, and my favorite movie was Dirty Dancing 2, you know? <laughs> where they're dancing salsa in Cuba. <laughs> and um, I saw that salsa dancing in the Spanish, and I have family in Spain as well. And I was just so curious to that language. I just wanted to know, like, what is that? I want to be able to speak that. So I started learning Spanish just as a passion, as a hobby. And I told my mom, mom, when I grow older... <laughs> I'm going to live in South America. And she said, yeah, yeah, we'll see about that, right? <laughs> and then I gave up that idea or dream when I was struggling with my health. And from my 15 to my 19, I basically did not have a normal teenager mm -hmm. life. So I was like, okay, maybe my body cannot go to the other side of the world, but maybe I can do just a three-month internship in at university. Maybe that's possible. And I was scared to take that leap, but it was thanks to my mom and she regrets that today. Oh. <laughs> it was thanks to her. She said, uh, oh, you know, you can just go. And if it doesn't work, if your body's not doing well there, you come back, period, right? It's that simple. I do. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. I'll go. So yeah, I arrived to Cusco, Peru without knowing anything, but the Machu Picchu was around here somewhere. <laughs> it's a high, high up in the mountains. It's uh, 3,400 meters. Not sure how much that is in feet, but it's pretty high. <laughs> so I wasn't sure how my body was going to react here. So it was kind of a, a, a trial. And all of a sudden, I never thought I could actually work full-time, but all of a sudden I started working full-time. And after that, I would go to salsa classes and stay, join every class they had from 5 p.m. when I finished work until 9 p.m. <laughs> and I was just dancing and running upstairs, thinking I, I couldn't do stairs in Belgium. So it was crazy how my health started improving here. And in the beginning, I didn't understand why. So then that's my next question for you. What is the why? Was it the atmosphere, the food, the culture, medicine, the finding functional medicine? Tell me more about that. Yeah, I was asking myself that question for years before I found those answers. And the answer is in a combination of things, right? So in Cusco, you have the sun all year through, which the vitamin D does me really well. Um, the lifestyle as well. Like you said, I trained my flexible, spontaneous Peruvian side here because I was very structured Belgian. Belgians are almost like Germans, you know, very planned and structured. And so I came here with that mindset and I had to do that cultural switch of accepting that sometimes a day looks empty. You can start your Saturday with zero plans and it just fills itself up. Like friends start calling you, hey, let's go for lunch. Hey, you want to go there? And you're like, okay, fine. So Peru is giving me a chance to truly listen to my body. To actually, when I feel like not seeing anyone, like just lying on the couch, I can do that. And so that's a very important aspect. I think the sun, the flexible lifestyle, the food is from the market. So, you know, I never go to the supermarket here. It's just supermarkets and there's a lot of vegetables and there's all these superfoods like quinoa and um, 
you know, maca, all these good things for your body. And so the food is very natural. And um, I think the air, mountain air is very dry. So when I dove into functional medicine years after that, I was improving my health. I was asking myself why. And when I tried, it's funny, actually, after three years, I tried moving back to Belgium, <laughs> which didn't work, but I tried. That's when I looked for functional medicine in Belgium. I said, I wonder if there's a practitioner who could help me. Maybe there's still something that we can find in my body. And so we discovered that, you know, fibromyalgia are these random muscle aches. It's extreme fatigue. We found some food sensitivities, but we went deeper and deeper. We found some intestinal issues. Then we dove into the liver. And actually, I had a liver filled with toxins, with plastic, gasoline, and rubber. And so I didn't have the enzyme in my liver, the right one to detoxify. So it just got stuck. So that's probably what happened when I was 15. Toxins got stuck in the liver. Vitamins could not reach the cells and the whole system just goes haywire. So the dry mountain air, there's less toxins and mold that travels through the air. And that's very helpful to me as well. When I go now to a humid environment, I feel worse and I feel extremely tired. And it's terrifying, but it's also a signal for me like, okay, I am good. I am good when I'm in a dry climate but I just feel a bit worse when I go back to Belgium or last September I was in the Canary Islands and it's super humid and I felt really bad. So I had to learn how to accept that and just be kind to my body. And be like, okay, let's just do a beach vacation. Doesn't matter if I'm really tired and take naps every day. <laughs> I'm on vacation. It's fine. <laughs> I like want to tell everyone who's listening to like hit pause right now and just think about all of this because whether or not you're diagnosed with something as intense as you were, or whether you're, you're quote unquote, just dealing with what I know, at least in America, people brush off as, oh, I'm just kind of tired today. And there's so much more to that. And yeah. so many, I, I work in the fitness world as well. And I know talking to clients, there are so many people too, who just don't listen to their bodies, whether it's that pause when you're tired or knowing when maybe it's not that we need to pause. We need to find another way to work through the tiredness to then find our energy again. There's just so much of that. And so much gets brushed aside. I don't, it, is that like in Belgium as well? I feel like America is yeah. probably the worst, but <laughs> with that, but what yeah. is it like that in Belgium? At least America right now has more functional medicine. It all started mm. there than in, in okay. Europe. You know, it's still quite a new thing. Ah. So when I dove into functional medicine and the health coach that works with the practitioner there, she talked to me and she said, Maya, but if you know so much about this already, because you've been investigating for 10 years for your yeah. own health and you know what it's like to go through this and you love working with people, haven't you thought of a career switch? <laughs> and I said no because I had been working as a manager and like in the business world and I hadn't okay. thought of going into the health space professionally so I did that I started studying I got my certification after a bit more over, over a year and when I opened my online business that's why I'm telling this the fatigue was the symptom that I was focusing on and it's so true what you're saying why is your body tired, right? Why are you fatigued? 
there's a reason why your body can't generate that energy or that energy is going towards something else. It's fighting against something. Why? What's happening in the body? And it was amazing how when I started my practice, I'm like, all right, I have my certificate, functional medicine. I'm going to have clients flowing in (laughs) and I'm going to focus on fatigue. So I started talking about fatigue and I made these Instagram posts and that was my niche, right? Because chronic fatigue and everything. And crickets, I didn't get any clients those first six months. And something inside of me was like, why? It's a real symptom. But that's the thing. People don't realize it is a symptom. Mm. And it's so important to look at your energy levels as kind of a, a measurement to your body's telling you that something's off when you're low on energy. Yes. Now you've been working with clients and do you work primarily with clients in Peru or do you, because of the virtual world, do you tend to work with ones from worldwide? Mostly worldwide. Yeah. Okay, great, great. So now with these clients, what have you found? We'll kind of lump it into that good news moment, kind of a, of a question here of, what are the stories that you can share of people who have found, I don't know, found their health, if that's the right phrase, but, you know, found a better way of being? Yeah, absolutely. I find it so when I'm coaching someone who's been diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome, um, I work with people with hormonal issues as well. Like often what I do with them is that a part of listening to your body and being your own best friend. That's the main thing I work around (laughs) because that's the foundation of everything else that you'd be doing for your health to improve that. So I work in tandem with functional medicine practitioners and a practitioner does the lab work and the nitty gritty. We're going to look at the whole, whole timeline from birth to now and see what's been going on in the body. When did the symptoms start? What were the triggers? It's often a combination of triggers. And that's where we kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together And then with a practitioner, they figure out, you know, supplementation or where should we go next? What should you change in order to shift these symptoms? And then I, in the coaching sessions, really dive into, okay, how can we implement this in your life? Because a doctor might be telling you do this and that and that, (laughs) but maybe they're telling you to follow a very strict diet, a FODMAP diet, and like, oh no, I love eating bread. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) So then with me, we dive into the small steps right? Okay, what can we start changing? What's focusing on the foods you do love? Um, This is just an example of food, but mostly it's funny. With one client, this is the example I wanted to give. With one client, I knew that the main focus was going to be food because the main thing was digestive issues. But as we were talking, she actually felt like she was invisible. Mm. And we dove into that And she realized that as a kid, she had fallen into a hole on the street. I don't know how exactly the logistics of it, but she fell in a hole and her aunt was walking with her and didn't see her. And so she was like, where are you? I don't see you. And ever since she felt invisible. So there were some things happening with her subconscious mind, the feeling she had. We were working around her friendship with herself, being kind to herself. We, we experimented with some exercises like recording herself and listening to that and kind of really diving into that connection to your body and to your own soul and your being and loving yourself. 
And then the next session, I think she went on vacation. We saw each other maybe two months, three months after. And we started talking and she talked about all the changes she had made in her diet. (laughs) And I said, okay, we haven't worked around that. (laughs) But that's the thing. Mostly when we work around the stress, the relationship with yourself, listening to your body and learning how to pace yourself that's when all the rest just flows. All the other healthy habits are a bit more superficial because once you have that connection with yourself, you know your body, you can be kind to yourself, not being harsh to yourself. Most of the other healthy habits flow after that. You know, there was an acupuncturist on the podcast quite a while ago, and she's actually my acupuncturist. And I say, you know, what's, uh, I forget what the exact question was, but her answer was, just breathe. Like that was, that was the thing. It just, I just tell people to breathe because it is going with that. Like we hold so much stress and that idea of our gut being that second, you also refer to it like the second brain or that sort Mm. of concept, right? There's so much there and tension, the stress, it's completely directly linked. So I'm so happy to hear that of what you're doing and we need this to become more of a primary focus of health, you know, the taking the whole self into account, not just, you know, prescribe a medicine and goodbye from the doctor's office. Yeah. And that's why I often get the comment, even from other functional medicine people, they're like, Maya, you're doing something quite different, you know, because I started talking about perfectionism and your daily rhythm and productivity, because I wanted to dive into that friendship with yourself and listening to your body. And the things that I learned when I was 15 of planning my empty moments first, you know, planning those empty moments in my schedule for me to rest and not filling it up. And free time is supposed to be free time, (laughs) which I learned when I was 15. And now it gets reinforced living in Peru. People's free time is free. And that's often not the case in the US or in Europe or more, you know, um, where productivity focused cultures. That is not the case. So what I started now is I have this membership around journaling And that's when colleagues say, hey, so you're journaling, you're doing something very different from functional medicine. I'm like, no, this is for me, the foundation. This is the specific action that I want to be doing with people for them to have that weekly habit of journaling, checking in with themselves, zooming out of that busy life and just kind of reconnecting with just you and just being. And like the acupuncturist said, just breathe, right? I love that so much. And are there any, you know, from through the journaling or just through working with clients or your, or your own health journey, any sayings or mantras that you've held on to? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there is one that I started saying to myself when I moved to Peru, because I had this whole plan of doing my internship here. And then I was going to move back to Belgium. And I had the whole idea of moving in with my ex-boyfriend and, you know, that whole plan in my mind. And when I got here, my whole life just shifted. All of a sudden, I work here as a professional singer as well, which is a side note that has been my passion since I was a kid, but I didn't even dare to dream of that until I got here. And it was just the greatest side effect of this adventure in Peru. And so my life started unfolding in ways that I could not 
for C. So the mantra, what I started saying to myself was, you can make plans with life, but life will have other plans with you. <laughs> that I hold on to that, to accept that sometimes you can be so focused on a certain goal or a certain way you think your life is going to go. And especially when I had these health issues, I was so frustrated with my body because it was limiting me. I couldn't do the things I wanted to do with my life, right? That whole fight against myself. And once I accepted it and embraced that, it was teaching me great lessons mm. in my life. I just embraced that, okay, whenever my life just turns upside down, like, all right, universe, where are we going now? <laughs> what is this? You know, what, are, what am I supposed to learn from this? And I take it as a lesson and a challenge. And I, I've learned to flow with that. Mm, what a great mindset. And so much is about the mindset shift, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I also love how that, mindset. that ties into the Peruvian way that you mentioned earlier of that flexible lifestyle. And this seems to just tie into that very much so. Yeah. And it's okay to make goals, you know, it's okay to make plans, but just knowing that it might shift and just knowing that change is okay. And it might not always be the change you wanted to see, but then in the end, you'll find out that it was for the best, you know, that you learned those lessons and you just become stronger. Okay, that quote just turned into wonderful advice for life and <laughs> going along with that. And we're coming back to the singing in one moment. But first, if someone came to you and they wanted to make a difference, because you were obviously doing so much good for so many people, but they didn't know where to start or how to start. Is there any advice you'd give them? Yeah, it might sound cliche, but start with yourself. Yeah. You know, start with that friendship with yourself. If you don't build that, um, if you're not your own best friend, how are you going to help others or how can you help others feel that same love towards themselves? The starting from within and yourself is a theme that comes up. I've been asking that question for now, uh, you know, a certain amount of episodes and I love it because there are recurring themes and there are recurring themes for a reason. Mm, and exactly. I feel like, you know, the more that we hear it and in the more different ways we hear it then one of these ways is going to click for someone you know so I love that these recurring themes come up for that question because it is it's it's coming from within it's not just checking a box to say you volunteered it's if we really want to make a difference it can be in a big or small way but start with you so I love that you said that yeah it does start with you and it just starts with that being mindful being with yourself um, it starts in those little things, you know, the little, the people you want to help. Um, yeah, it starts small and then just let inspiration guide you. Um, I used to, I remember a friend told me like, hey, Maya, why don't you help other people with this? And that was way before I actually even considered it. And I was like, no, I wouldn't be able to build a business and I don't know how to coach and I, I'm just doing this for myself. It's not something, you know, that I can do professionally. I didn't graduate in any health related uh, degree. <laughs> so I was blocking myself again from what I was actually supposed to be doing. Right. But then years after that moment came of why not? Oh, why not? If I've oh. been, it was a friend who told me, Maya, you've been coaching me since we were 15. You can do this. <laughs> 
Love it. Are we find our passions in so many different ways? And speaking of passions, please, before we wrap up, tell me more about the singing side of you. And I'm also going to link, I know you have an Instagram page for that side of your life. So I'll link that in the show notes as well. Oh, yes. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I was always singing everywhere about everything that was happening in my life. And then I guess when I was around nine or 10, I must have heard from an adult (laughs) that music is not a career that can sustain you, that it's better to become an accountant because every business needs an accountant. And so you'll never be out of, you know, jobs. And so I made a presentation for we had to present our dream job. And I talked about becoming an accountant instead of becoming a singer. So then, you know, singing just was a private passion. I was very perfectionistic and insecure about it. I was 13 comparing myself to Adele and Christina Aguilera (laughs) and saying, no, I'm not there. Maybe I'm not good. And I did take singing classes just for me, but I was, I did find some bands, but then it was every Saturday rehearsing in the same garage and it never really got anywhere because that's just in Belgium. It's there's not that much live music everywhere. Um, or maybe that's just me now limiting that idea. But when I arrived to Peru, I talked to a guitar player and we played a song together and I sang along to, what was it, Stand By Me probably or something. <laughs> and he was like, oh, so how much do you want to earn? And I said, what? <laughs> I mean, they want to listen to me and they want to pay me for it. And so I started every Monday at 11 p.m. super late in a bar. Uh, The next day, I would just go to work. Uh, That was the start. And then it became Fridays. And then all of a sudden, someone contacted me to sing in four and five star hotels and weddings. And last June, I've had my record was eight gigs in one week. And I was like, well, all right. You know, now it's calmer. This week, it's one. (laughs) But there is at least one or two a week. Yeah. And that's my biggest passion that all of a sudden turned into an evening job. Wow, Maya, that is fantastic. And this other gem, there's a someone I love who works with hosts named Barbara Abel. And she always says in her podcast, you're dropping gems. You are dropping gems. And I love that idea of like, that is a diamond here and an emerald here. Like we just had this whole amazing episode hearing about the beauty of how you found your health journey and then you throw in what could be a whole other episode on finding (laughs) your passion another passion on the side thank you so much for sharing that oh absolutely I just love I get goosebumps myself when I think about it just thinking back on how stupid I was (laughs) not stupid but very insecure thinking as a teenager that oh no I'm not good enough like why didn't I have that growth mindset yet Mm. of you know maybe I don't like my level right now I'm still very young I can improve that and I can grow and I can become a damn good singer (laughs) and you got there you got there because you started yeah I just did it dove in felt very insecure but it was kind of a fake it till you make it feeling of all right I'll just do it and see what happens and I kept feeling surprised that people would ask me back <laughs> and ask me for more gigs. And I'm like, oh, all right, okay, I must be doing something good. And then the confidence kind of grew with the experience, with throwing myself out there. 
That is wonderful. Maya, I can't thank you enough for being here today. And please tell everybody where we can, this will be in the show notes as well, but where can we find you online and reach out to you and follow you? Yeah, absolutely. So my website and my Instagram are my name. So that's Maya Lombards. It's M-A-Y-A, Maya, L-O-M-B-A-R-T-S. But I'm sure you'll, it's difficult to spell, but you'll put that in the show notes. And then if anyone wants to journal with me, you'll see things appear on my Instagram uh, and the link to the journaling, it's called Maya's Journaling Corner, where we have these guided journaling sessions, a bit inspired by astrology as well. I love using that. And that website is healthyhighachievers.community. Wonderful. Maya, thank you so much. And keep up the great work. Ah, thank you so much, Kate. It was This was a lovely conversation. Right back at you. You have a delightful presence about you. And now I'm going to dive even more into functional medicine and all that goes into it because this is it's just constantly fascinating and and infuriating that we're not doing more as a society to embrace that but thanks to people like you step by step it is becoming more and more known yeah absolutely thank you so much for creating this platform kate it's beautiful Thanks so much for listening to Be The Good with Kate Cherichello. Whether you're listening on YouTube or via podcast, it would mean the world if you liked, subscribed, and or left a review. You heard about the good? Now go out and be the good in your life this week. If you have stories of good news that need to be shared, please send me a message. Thanks again and have a great week.